Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceilings does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. Well, all right, all right. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Peddling Fiction Podcast. Happy Friday. Beautiful Friday afternoon here. It was supposed to be a very nice laid back Friday for yours. Truly the voice and soul of so-called fiction, Johnny Profita. I'll get into that in a minute. But first, back with me as usual, my better half, Justin Hillbilly Boy Campbell. What's going on, man? Nothing too much. Just uh, trying to enjoy a Friday. Trying to enjoy a little downtime before I'm back neck deep in replacing floors and hanging drywall and trying to fix a house. Yeah. Yeah. We decided to drink today. I hadn't had a drink in probably two weeks um, because I was on some, some medication for my leg, which is doing better. As I mentioned, I think on the last episode, it's not the, the kind of medication you're not supposed to drink on because it will actually do damage to your body, not give you a nice buzz. So I finished that up on Wednesday. And now I'm drinking. And today was supposed to be a nice, relaxing Friday. We went over some of the the issues I've been having this past week. Uh, well, today in particular that I won't go into on the show, a little, little personal. But, dude, the other thing that I've been dealing with this week is internet service. I've upgraded the internet in the condo to internet speeds that are like decent, you know, like 100 megabits per second. They have uh, fiber optic cables. Our building was wired for one company's fiber optic cables, so I hired them. I started this process on Saturday. They installed it yesterday (laughs) afternoon. (laughs) That's, dude, getting Mexicans to do work in Mexico is like pulling teeth. It's incredible. The amount of hoops you have to jump through to give people money I will never, I know I complain about this a lot. Every time I'm surprised at how difficult they make it. I had to send them pictures of my passport, pictures of my immigration card, proof of my uh, address. I I had to uh, give them a Mexican phone number. They wouldn't do it with anything but a Mexican cell phone number. So I had to give them a friend of mine's cell phone number. They're sending all of these notifications to her. She's like forwarding them to me. And then after, so after they verified that, then they do a callback verification. They call me the next day and it's like, is this, is this correct? And this is recorded. Is this right? Blah, 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 blah. I was like, yeah, yeah, this is everything. I I sent you the stuff. Just come over here and fucking install the internet. Then they come by yesterday morning and uh, I had to do some work. So I go to like the office, I leave them up there. I come back like an hour later 
and every single outlet had been taken out, like the cover had been taken off. They're like panicking because they can't get the lines to connect from the, the, the fiber, like the main fiber optic cable. And this guy's explaining it to me in Spanish. I basically have no idea what he's saying, but I can see that like the, he can't get the line through any of the walls and they've taken off like everything. So I have to go down. I have to get like this guy to come up from the building and translate it. And he's like, he basically tells me, yeah, there's like something blocking either like all of the the pipes that they're running the wires through are at capacity or there's something blocking them. So I need to hire a contractor to come in and start cutting holes in the ceiling of all these rooms so they can run these fiber optic cables into all the rooms. And I look at the guy and I was like, wait a minute, you, you told me the, the building was wired for their fiber optic bullshit. That's why I went with this company. What like what's going on? Like, why can't why isn't this working? He's like, well, they can get it into the they can tap into it in the laundry room, but they need to feed it in to get the box into the living room. And I was like, no, no, let's just put the box in the goddamn laundry room. I don't care where the box is. <laughs> like, it actually makes more sense because that's sort of in the middle of the place and the signal will make it into both ends of the condo instead of having it all the way on one end. And then you need to get a bunch of extenders to make it through. I had to like, and I was like, can we just put the box here? And the guy's like, yeah, you can do that. <laughs> like, Why are we trying to make this so difficult? You give me a heart. Attack. I was like, oh God, I'm going to have to get a contract. They start cutting holes in the ceiling. I'm never going to get internet. Yeah, yeah, no, we could do that. So yeah, they were, they did that over the next hour. So they spent an hour like fucking around with all this stuff for no reason. I have internet now. That's pretty fast uh, compared to what I'm used to. It's about two and a half times faster. So maybe our next uh, podcast, which I'm in a, a friend's place now because I have a cleaning lady down there and she's cleaning up everything. We'll, we'll have a, a good connection. I have to cancel the service from the other place now. That's the next process because it's in my aunt's name and I have to get like a signed letter from her with her passport ID. And I have this girl that works in the, the concierge here. She's pretending she's like calling for me and pretending to be my aunt and all this shit. Like, oh my God, sure. dude. It would it, it would be more uh, it would probably be more cost effective and time efficient to just have two internet services and say fuck it. You know, it's only like thirty bucks a month. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> kind of yeah. worth it to not deal with the hassle. Maybe, yeah. It and then if be. somebody else comes over, you can just give them like the Wi-Fi password for the shitty internet. That way, they stay off of the good internet. Yeah, the, don't the tap into my hundred megabits. Yeah, that's <laughs> not a bad idea. That, that is 100 percent what i would do with my kids if we upgraded i'd just keep the shitty one and be like here you go you got your own internet stay off of mine yeah oh god i'm just i can't i you wonder why these economies in these countries don't take off like nobody wants to work they're they're perfectly happy just like w with whatever existence they have you know they're they're very um they're very happy. Like they can find happiness just like sitting on the beach with nothing. So I'm like they don't care. I guess I, I've had the same problem trying to find a venue for the the super spreader. Like nope, they won't call me back. I'm like, dude, I'm trying to give you like thousands of dollars for a weekend. You want to give me a call back on? You want to give me a fucking answer? It's unbelievable. Like I have to chase these people down to try to give them ten thousand dollars. 
US, not fucking pesos. Like, but did I you don't see know. the did you see the study that came out from like Europe that talked about how like Europeans work um I think on average less than 32 hours a week. And but then they also explain how it's like not a good thing at all. Like um it's not that they're like working fewer hours and still making as much money as Americans do working a million hours a week like what we do. Uh like they're not making that much money. They're also like the people who do want to work, they're just not being given hours. They're not being given the opportunity. Like the I guess this like working sixty hours a week and busting your ass to try to build shit and have a better life is like this exclusively American thing. Or oh yeah. Maybe in it, I mean, in, in America thing. Yeah. Be, here's a great example because um uh let's see, on Tuesday was it? Yeah, let's say Thursday. Yeah, so Tuesday or Monday night. Oh, by the way, I, I got summoned for jury duty. <laughs> Look, I, I just can't catch a fucking break. So on um on Sunday night, or maybe no, it was Monday night uh, after four thirty. After, of course, the uh, the county uh, uh, whatever courthouse closes for the day. You call them and you give them your number to see if you have to appear because I had a standby summons. And of course, my my uh, last name falled into the thing where I have to appear. <laughs> and like you can't um, you can't get a hold of anybody that night because they close at four thirty. So um, I had to call them the next morning. I was talking to a, a dear 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 friend of the show who used to be a public defender. And I was like, I need you to pull some strings for me. I don't want to get held in contempt of court for not showing up for my stupid court date. And uh, she's like, dude, you'll be fine. Nothing happens before 930 there anyway. And they opened at like 830. And not surprisingly, yeah, they show up at like 1030 for their fucking government jobs. But uh, so, yeah, I called them at like 830 in the morning and I'm like, yeah, I got uh, apparently I got summoned for uh, standby jury duty and I'm in Mexico and I need to be excused. And they're like, well, we can't excuse it. We can postpone it. How long are you going to be gone? I was like, I'm going to be gone for like six months <laughs> at least. And she's like, all right, well, well, we'll, we'll postpone it for six months. And I was like, well, I'm actually, I'm also selling my condo. So I'm not planning on ever being in Cook County ever again. <laughs> And she's like, well, after six, like if that happens and you can send us like proof of blah, 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 address change and we'll, we'll take you off the rolls. Quite, quite a, a system they got there. It's like, call us after we close. So there's nobody there can help you the night before you're supposed to show up at 830 or 930 in the fucking morning. But anyway, I got that. But on Tuesday, long story short, a little too late, I had to, uh, I had a guy come in to look at the furnace because I had a showing, uh, the first showing of my place Tuesday night or Wednesday night. And yeah, furnace needed to be replaced. So he came, I called his company Monday at like 6.30 at night. They're like, we'll be there tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. They showed up at 7 a.m. They looked at it they're like, dude, we, we got to put a new furnace in here. It's kind of fucked. We'll do it for like 3,500 bucks. And I was like, all right, do it. They came in the next morning and they installed it. I got the the furnace checked, the AC serviced, and a new furnace installed in half the amount of time it took me to get internet set up in my building here in Mexico. Like in Chicago, man, they fucking they're moving. 
They're shaking. It's America. Our, uh, our air conditioner went out on Sunday, late Sunday afternoon, early evening. And I called like a couple different air, air conditioning places around here and left messages. And my wife was like, it's after five o'clock on a Sunday. Nobody's answering your calls. Like we're going to have no AC tonight. Just go ahead and be ready for that. We'll, you can get it taken care of tomorrow. And I was like, okay, sure. So I set my phone down and cooked some supper. And when I finished cooking, I picked my phone up and I had four missed calls. The dude, the dude had called me back and he was out here in 20 minutes, had the thing fixed in like 30 minutes yeah. and up and running. And I'm like, wow, this is pretty, pretty handy. It is like there's a, there's a lot of bad things that come with living in America. One of the greatest things though is people fucking bust their ass and they will like you can get stuff when you need like you're one click away from like same day delivery from Amazon. These guys will come in like the fucking middle of the night. They'll do your HVAC shit. They'll dig out your fucking car. They'll clear your driveway. Like whatever, you know, there's always somebody to do the work. Mexico, and I'm guessing a lot of other countries, especially in Europe where nobody wants to work. It is not like that. It is like you're begging people to fucking do work for you. And maybe they show up and maybe they don't. Well, and speaking of jury so, duty, I had a I have a funny jury duty story. When I was right when I graduated college, I was moving to Arkansas and I had gotten um I'd gotten selected. So in Kentucky, in the county that you live in, you get picked for the year. And so at any point during the year, you may be eligible to or you may have to be called for jury duty. It's not really very likely, but there's the possibility. Um, and so I talked to the wait, judge. How often does that? Ha- how often do you get the year? How often are you uh, on the hook for a year? Very, very, very rarely. Um, okay. I got called. I got called once during the whole year, and I I told the judge uh, whenever I got picked, like because they you know they do it in January. And I, so I told him, I was like, look, in May, when I graduate college, I'm moving to Arkansas. Like, I'm not going to be here. He said, not a lot of likelihood that you're going to get called anyway. He said, if you do, we'll, we'll take care of it at the time. And uh, sure enough, about two weeks after I moved to Arkansas, I got, I got a jury summoned and I called and I told him, hey, I live in Arkansas now. Like, I, I'm not going to be there. And apparently they just didn't do anything about it. They didn't bother to take my name off the list or anything. Uh, they just left me on and I didn't appear for jury summons. I didn't get in any trouble. They even sent me a check for as if I had shown up. Cause you get, you, uh, yeah. you get yeah, like, you a, know, I was, a small check I was giving, for... <laughs> yeah, they even sent me a check. I was, I was like, I, like I literally too much wasn't credit. in the state. Yeah, I have to remember that this is a fucking government organization and they're probably not going to be able to hunt me down or anything. Like, I always like, uh, like, I project my level of efficiency onto a government organization. And I was like, oh shit, they're going to like, they're going to know it's me and I wasn't there. And I probably could have just fucking ignored this whole thing. And we'll see if they actually hit me up in six months for a, uh, a standby thing. I don't know. And there are I'm people who get there. really excited about jury duty. Like they, they think it's their civic duty to go and do that. So there's probably enough yeah. people that they're, you know, gung ho about it that they'll show up and they won't even know you were missing. 
I mean, honestly, if I still like lived in Chicago and I was like a miserable fuck, I wouldn't mind jury duty. I don't think it, if it was like sort of an interesting kind of case and I got to kind of see how things work from that uh, perspective. And I'd probably just, you know, jury nullification, the whole fucking thing, most likely. So it, I, I'm kind of interested in the doing courthouse it. and start talking about jury nullification and they'll run you out the door. They're not going to let you hang in, hang around. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it would be great, especially like podcast material wise to sort of get that first, that first uh, hand perspective of the judicial system and how big of a fucking mess it is. I think that would be pretty interesting, but yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to fly back from Mexico to do it. I don't care that much. We well, before we with... start talking about the news of the day, you know, you're you're in your recovery mode from your your bike accident. Uh, yes. Did you see the the first went the first ever all women's tour de France? Oh, yeah, I did. And they had a massive wreck. <laughs> oh my god! Like you can't even like you can't make this stuff up. It's so delicious and perfect. There's, I saw the picture, somebody posted it on Twitter. <laughs> I was just like, God, that's perfect. That's just perfection. They just, they all just fucking piled up like cartoonishly. The whole, did, did every, did the whole thing just stop? <laughs> there's a, there's a video on YouTube. I wonder if I can pull it up and, and play it yeah. on the, if you can, yeah, share your screen because I would love it. I saw the picture of it and it looked like it was just complete, like this is the end of the race because it was just a complete disaster. And it's just, it's like that game. It's like uh, Bill Burr's driving game. Every time you get stuck behind a a bad driver, it's old or Asian. And somebody will say, hey, I think it's a woman. It's like, obviously it's a woman. Is she old or is she Asian? (laughs) Oh, here we go. I got it. Do you have to do the uh, intermediate sprint time with 24 to go? I think potentially the peloton might want a big crash in the peloton. We've got a big group of riders, unfortunately. Everyone was rolling along there, so that's a big group. I hope everyone is okay here. This is the danger when, as we were saying, that riders become pretty relaxed in the bunch and uh, you can almost be fooled into a, a false sense of security that if you are too relaxed, then this is when, you know, if riders aren't concentrating, that that crashes can happen. And obviously the speed in the bunch must have been so high for so many riders to have been uh, impacted. <laughs> yeah, it's a loss of concentration. I, I thought women were like really good at multitasking. Oh, here we go. I think it actually uh, it's going to show the wreck itself. Here, they're going, going. Welcome back. You're just rejoining us on the TV. Unfortunately, we've had a, a big crash uh, in the peloton. Uh, so you're just seeing a replay of it here. And unfortunately, you just saw uh, just how many riders uh, that have been uh, taken down here. So. Uh, We've got Iris uh, out on the road, and the peloton have just been rolling along for uh, quite a while here now. White jersey. Looks like somebody fell over, and they just all piled up. Yeah, it didn't get all of them though. It looked like ten or fifteen of them made it through that. Why were they doing an all women's Tour de France? Was this like some dumbass idea that could prove that they could do it 
better than men or something. I don't know. Inclusivity, I'm sure. Well, um, I mean, did you? Uh, I don't know. Is bike <laughs> is riding a bike one of those things that uh, I guess I'm not sure what the uh, what the difference in well, they do is have different bikes because the bar on the women's bike like slopes down. Yeah, I'm not sure. Which never made sense to me because if anything, the guy needs this the extra space between his legs, right? Like who? I, I don't know. Like what? <laughs> I hate bicycles, man. I'm never getting on one again. I have a six to eight week recovery from the last time I rode a fucking bike. Oh man. It really is. Uh, on I, I don't understand. Why were we doing an all-woman? Like, is the Tour de France, was it always all? I don't know anything about this because I hate cyclists. Was it usually just a men's thing? I thought it was just I, everybody. I, was like, I assume it's primarily, if not entirely, men's. And okay. I'm sure they're doing it just for inclusivity because women don't have their own. Like, I don't think that the Tour de France was explicitly all men, I think maybe that was just like uh, women didn't compete because they couldn't actually compete. Right. Um, okay. So wait, did they did they cancel the men's one and they just did a strictly women's one? I, I'm not sure. I think the men's one might actually be held at a different time of year. Okay. So this is like the WNBA of the Tour de France. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> something like that. Oh, speaking of the WNBA, do we want to talk about Brittany Griner? Have you been Absolutely following her story? Do. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, did, I know uh, Biden proposed a deal. He wanted to send over like the the Lord of War guns. Mer- the uh, Merchant of Death. Yeah. Did did Putin accept this deal? No, no. Russia rejected the deal. They're like, nah, you can keep him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they probably already replaced them like ten times over. But <laughs> I, I was so joking about it on Twitter, guy. like. Where's where's Donald Trump when you need him? He makes the best the deals, the deal. tremendous deals. He Putin would never dream of turning down a Donald Trump deal. Well, this guy was like so the the Merchant of Death. He was a an international arms dealer following the collapse of the Soviet Union. He was uh, smuggling and selling guns into Africa and South America. Like I I don't think that was state sanctioned activity. So Russia might not be all that excited to have him back. Like, yeah, he was a, he was a Russian and he was doing all of this stuff, but it, like from just from the yeah. look of it, it doesn't seem like he was doing that stuff to, uh, to benefit mother Russia. He was, it he seems was like he was stealing pockets. Soviet weapons and selling them all over the, all over the world. Yeah. So, is that, they, and that's the best we have to offer. He probably should have offered a bunch of billionaire yachts that we fucking seized. <laughs> that would have had much like Trump would probably give those back and, uh, you know, stock them full of full of women or something. I could come up with a much better deal. <laughs> give me like a couple more of these fucking hard seltzers. I'll come up with a better deal. Biden. Like, yeah, like hey, we got all your dealer? we got all your billionaires yachts. You can have these back. Uh, we might even drop a couple of the embargoes. Yeah. We'll throw a couple bins on those boats, send them right back, and we'll get we'll get a basketball player back that really nobody even cares about. That's so everything around that story is so ridiculous. Like there's there's no reason that anybody should care, honestly. Like she 
she broke law in a foreign country and like that what do you expect's gonna happen it's, yeah did you ever see that show locked up abroad uh-huh. i used to watch that fucking thing oh my god it's like your worst nightmare you like try to smuggle drugs into mexico or like some other you know like costa rica or some shit and you end up in like a fucking outdoor like concrete prison with just like it's basically just like a homeless community uh and you get your at like the shit kicked out of you for like six months or something like these people these are like horror stories like your worst possible nightmare and uh locked up abroad i used to watch that i don't know probably 10 years ago or something it was on i forget which channel but yeah, all all these stories of people that end up in like a foreign prison. Um, I think if you if you're gonna do prison, you should probably do it in the uh, U.S. prison industrial complex because they 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 do it pretty well over there. I mean, it, it looked like she's being relatively <clears throat> well taken care of, but like the whole thing around is totally silly. She just said they didn't. Uh, her argument was that they didn't read her her rights, but she signed like a they they gave her all this paperwork and stuff, and she signed everything that they gave her. Like um, maybe you should have asked for it. Maybe when you got busted with drugs, you should have asked for a translator before you started signing all the shit that they were giving you. Like apparently she signed all yeah. this stuff, and then she asked for a translator. Like so, how do you know if you were read your rights or not if you if you signed everything yeah. that they gave you? Like. That's real tough. You remember when uh, in Italy with that chick that uh, where her roommate was murdered? What was that girl's name? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, shit. Yeah. Anyway, whatever it was. But yeah, like she's I couldn't imagine having like, <laughs> I have a hard enough time trying to order Internet in, in a foreign language. If my life was on the line, I would I mean, I would get a translator. And I wouldn't say a goddamn word until I got somebody that would actually translate things. I mean, that's got to be a really tough situation to be in where you have no idea what they're talking about. And, and like, I mean, Russian, who knows what the fuck they're saying. Spanish, it's like, all right, I I took a couple classes in like sixth grade or something. <laughs> I know a little bit. But uh, Russian, who the fuck knows? They could be saying anything. And it's Russia. Well, and then she also said that she didn't know that the stuff was in her bag. She didn't know how it could have gotten in there. That she was packing in a hurry because she was uh, she had just gotten over COVID or something like that, and like all of this. I don't think they care. Um, yeah, I mean that shit might fly in the U.S., but foreign countries, man, they don't give a shit. And uh, yeah, that that does work. Like sometimes. Uh, did I ever tell the story when I was flying to Israel for a wedding and I, uh-huh. my carry on bag was also the fucking backpack that I would take to the gun range. <laughs> and they like, they pull me aside and they're like swabbing every inch of this bag for like explosive materials. <laughs> oh man. I thought I was a fucking goner. I was like, there could be, you know, you drop like a, a shell casing in there or something or a bullet falls out of the bot. Like it could have been anything. And uh, I, I was fine clearly by the way, but yeah. Not when I my, bought my uh, first sword, it was at a, a Scottish Irish festival out in Colorado. And we were, before we were getting ready to fly back, my aunt was, my aunt was like, how are you going to get that back? Like, 
it's cool. My uncle's got a uh, a golf bag and his big like golf uh, shipping thing is like I can just stick the I can just stick the sword in the golf bag, lock it up. They're not gonna look for it. All good. If you if you want to smuggle some guns and stuff on an airplane, just put it in a golf bag you know, with one of those big golf carrying case, like the hard shell golf bag, um, like yeah, protective yeah. cases. Yeah, I I put the sword in there and didn't get checked or anything. They just loaded it up. <laughs> All right. Well, should we uh, actually talk about something important today? I don't know. It is Friday. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, what we got going on? We're in the. Uh, we're not me, in a recession. Uh, let me go get another drink. I'll be right back <laughs> for the second <laughs> half of the show. All right. Here we go. You ever had a Helix hard seltzer? No. Um, when like I went to grab one, when I went to grab my real beer out of the refrigerator that I I have real beer today, um, I saw now the mic's hard. No, my my wife oh, has a table uh, turn. <laughs> my wife has a pack of uh, Truly. Is that one of the hard seltzers? Yeah. Yeah. And they're a little gay, but I'm, I'm okay with it. The uh, I like the high noons; those are my favorite in the U.S. The uh, the ones out here, they're all like pretty artificial, and I don't know. This this says no sugar, no carbs, so it's probably full of fucking aspartame or some other weird shit. Oh yeah, they're Whatever. not giving you the sugar or carbs; they're giving you everything else that's going to kill you way quicker. Probably. Yep. That's something that I love about some of these, uh, like the things that get uh, pitched and sold as like healthy or or even organic and all of this other stuff. Like, have you looked at what they actually do to this stuff? Like, uh, you would be way better off <laughs> not doing that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I think the the high noons have just like real fruit juice or something, and then yeah, vodka or whatever. Some shitty alcohol in there. I don't know. Is what it is. I'll be switching to uh, maybe some white wine or something after this. Nice relaxing Friday afternoon. It's a hot one, but uh, I'm told that we are officially not technically in a recession. Uh, if you <laughs> change the definition enough times, you can technically be whatever you want. Yeah. So we got we got the official numbers out on Thursday. And the the initial report is that the, the GDP contracted by uh 0.9%, I think it was. I think that will be revised down. Um it's pretty I mean we, we did talk a lot about the definition of a recession on the last episode, so I don't want to beat this to death, but it really is just incredible to watch how much water the the corporate press is willing to carry for this administration. Like in a minute, we're going to talk a little bit about the um, the bill that uh, Joe Manchin caved on. And, and it's just like, why? Like at this point, why are you carrying water for this administration? Why are you caving on this? When it's like, it's so clearly a fucking unmitigated disaster. If this was Donald Trump's 
GDP print, you really think that they'd be like, oh, no, we're not in a recession. There's there's nothing in these numbers that would suggest a recession. A recession is a broad based decline. It's like so apparently GDP now is this very narrow sector of the economy that we're measuring. And we have job growth and spending is up. And what Yellen gave a speech yesterday and it was just like. I have no doubt that she's a smart person, but when you hear the stuff that she says, it's like this is like this is the intelligent narrative that they're running with that people are supposed to buy into and believe. Like all you have to do yeah. is I don't know, go to the grocery store. Right. Yes. Speaking of uh I don't know if you can tell, I replaced my glasses that fell off my face. Only cost me about $70 more than the first time I bought them. <laughs> it's like, but there's no inflation. Don't worry about that. It, it's, I mean, it's impossible to sound intelligent when you have to bullshit for a government agency. Like, that's why all of these uh, press secretaries just sound like buffoons. And uh, uh, what's her face? Uh, St. Pierre, Jean Pierre, whatever. Uh, sounds like even more of a buffoon because she was she's not intelligent to begin with. But even like the smartest of the smartest uh, White House press secretaries, like they have to come up with excuses for like blatant lies that they're coming up with. And and so, yeah, it just makes you look regardless of how smart you are. It makes you look retarded. And the market is up now. The market is up uh, across the board. Uh, it looks like everything is in the green, despite that, like what kind of fucking bizarro world are we living in? We actually go into recession and the market goes up. Well, didn't uh, the Fed, did they announce it or did they actually enact the uh, three quarter or the, the 75 percentage point? Yep. Uh, they, they, that's official. Yeah. Uh, 75 basis point. Uh, increase in, in interest rates. So they did that. Um, I think basically what's happening is the the market is thinking that now that we're in a recession, they're not going to hike rates anymore. Even if technically we're not in a recession, everybody actually knows that this is a recession. And the, the cure, is co- according to the Federal Reserve, for a recession is to cut interest rates. You certainly don't rot, uh, raise interest rates. That's I don't think that's ever been done. I don't think we've ever raised interest rates into uh, two consecutive quarters of declining GDP. Maybe somebody can fact check me on that, but I highly doubt that that's, uh, well, I guess maybe uh, in the, you know, when uh, Volcker was just let the market set interest rates in the fucking uh, 80s or whatever. But this is, this is not how we handle recessions, which is why the market's up. And that just, it goes to show you how addicted they are to the cheap money because if you know if we got like a, a decent print then they'd be expecting another rate hike and the market might be down because they they'd be expecting interest rates to go up but since now they're expecting okay we did 75 basis points we think that's going to be it let's all pile into the stock market because now the fed's going to ease monetary policy and uh and playing the playing that playing that long game has got to be stressful <laughs> i think it requires a certain level of uh of insanity yeah well 
I mean, you, it's why you can't have like a group of people determining this. You, you, not only do you run into just like the knowledge and information problems that you always run into with socialism, but the idea that there's a group of people, especially like really unimpressive people like the Janet Yellens and the Jerome Powells of the world, they don't know. Like, how could anybody know what the, the price of money should be in a country of 330 plus million people with a billion, you know, thousands of different industries? Uh, you know, uh, hundreds of millions of dollars changing hands. They're just going to, you know, it, it's like Fauci determining the, you know, the COVID regulations. Like, yeah, this sounds like a good idea. Six feet, stand six feet apart. They're just pulling numbers out of hats. They have no fucking idea. They have these models that they come up with. They're all just like biased. They have no idea. Like I could come up with a model. Who cares what you're fucking like? Dude, one of my, uh, my favorite parts of the, uh, the, the actual book, The Big Short, if you read it, um, when the whole fucking market goes to shit and the, uh, <laughs> they're actually trying to price the, the real value of all of these um, uh, derivative instruments that everybody's been buying. Uh, the, I, I forget the guy's name, but the, uh, the guy who is basically selling all of these, uh, what, who played him in the movie? shit was it ryan got it wasn't gosling was it yeah it was a gosling was he in that movie i don't remember it's been a while all right well anyway they, it's basically like uh these guys from uh morgan stanley that have the short trade on and they're arguing the the price it's like dude you owe us a billion dollars <laughs> and uh, he's like not according to our model he's like dude fuck your models <laughs> You want me to make you a market right now? I'll make you a market. Here's the price if you want to sell it to me. Here's the price if uh, you want to buy it from me. And um, I don't know. Fuck your model. None of this makes any sense. I can come up with a model and it, it doesn't mean anything. This, this whole economy is completely out of whack. And it's because we have a bunch of, you know, Johnny and Susie do-gooders making these models. Pulling them, pulling stuff out of their ass and coming up with these sensible, common sense uh, things to do. And they have no idea. It, nobody could possibly know what the price of money should be. We could possibly know how to man, like you can't micromanage an economy. It just doesn't work. And that's why we have this boom bust cycle that we keep going through. And if it doesn't make sense to you, it's because it's, it's uh, it it shouldn't it shouldn't make sense to you. Everything's so convoluted. How do you make sense of a market where we go into recession, gold is down, the market's up. Uh, it looks like cryptocurrencies are up a little bit. Bitcoin's you know about twenty four thousand right now. Goes up off that twenty thousand level, but it's still sort of just it's been churning sideways. Nothing makes any sense. But I mean, uh, that's that's kind of a good, kind of a good segue into you know the uh, the in, inflation reduction bill or whatever. Like, none of that makes any sense either. Oh yeah. Well, it, if you were concerned about the economy, if you were concerned that you're you know you basically just got 
a 10% minimum cut in pay because of the uh, runaway inflation rate. And if you're actually paying attention, it's probably closer to 18%. Um, don't worry, because we have our the best minds in Washington, our wise overlords have all gotten together and they, they put some words on paper and they're going to solve all of your problems, okay? It's called the Inflation Reduction Act. And obviously, the, the 500 to 1500 pages that follow that title are going to reduce inflation because that's the name of the bill. It wouldn't do anything else. They are going to spend, this is the crazy thing. They're going to spend somewhere in the neighborhood of $740 billion, but that's going to result in a deficit reduction of $300 billion because that's, you spend, spend 740 so that you can reduce the deficit by 300. That this must be some of that common core math. I'm not sure how that works. Yeah. Yeah. You start like writing in a bunch of weird stuff. You cross out this number, you put something else over there. And yeah, it all works out in the end to deficit reduction because we said so. And we're making a bunch of ridiculous assumptions. They're going to, no doubt, they'll have the CBO check these numbers. So they come up with like retarded assumptions and then they give those retarded assumptions to the Congressional Budget Office. The Congressional Budget Office looks at those retarded assumptions and says, yep, your retarded assumptions are retarded. And they confirm it. And then they say, see, the Congressional Budget Office confirmed that we're going to reduce the, you know, this reduces blah, 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 by 300 billion. I, I just want somebody, one person to ask these politicians, what causes inflation? And I know they'd probably say Putin, but like, what does that even mean? I want like somebody to try to explain the, the economic mechanisms involved. Because I don't know how you explain inflation somewhat intelligently without talking about increasing the money supply. I just don't know how you do it. And the second you admit to an increase in the money supply is an increase in inflation. But then anything that you do in this bill is an increase is not going to reduce inflation. I saw Chuck Schumer was tweeting about this. He's like, we reduce emissions by 40%, like climate change, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, I tweeted him. I was like, unless you're re reducing the emissions of the Federal Reserve by 40%, this bill is not going to do anything to reduce inflation. But the, the military industrial complex is one of the biggest polluters and, and biggest uh, contributors supposedly based on the metrics and bullshit that they use, like one of the biggest contributors to uh, the environmental crisis. And yet they're still dumping trillions of dollars into that. A part of this. Um, so part of this inflation reduction bill or act or whatever is um, a minimum 15% corporate tax that that's going to really help everybody's pocketbook by additionally taxing some of these biggest, some of these big corporations who it's been proven that when you tax them, they just pass, they pass that cost on to the customer. Yeah, yeah this is going to help with inflation. This is really going to help bring, bring prices down and put an ease, ease on your uh, pocketbook. Yeah. Well, see, that's part of the problem when you, when you define inflation incorrectly, 
when you change the definition, like they did with every, like with women and recessions and vaccines, when you define inflation as increased prices, you come up with retarded ideas like let's tax these guys so that they can't, you know, so that they'll uh, lower their price. I don't even know how that, like, what, how is that even supposed to work? They take some of their money out of circulation and give it to the government. What's the government going to do with it? Well, and they're also dumping a bunch of money into the into the IRS to make sure that the IRS can effectively take your money uh, because they don't feel that the IRS is doing a sufficient or efficient job of stealing the money that you rightfully earned for yourself. Yeah. So they and need I'm, to dump. Of course, some, they need, they need to dump money. some hundreds of billions into the IRS so that the IRS can go and steal the money, that money back from you. Dude, I, I mean, I don't, I, I can't imagine like just living in the private sector for a while, for any amount of time and being like, I can't, you know, like I've done a really shitty job of whatever my job is for X number of years. Give me more money and I'll do a, I'll be able to do a better job. And oh, by the way, every year you've been giving me like 10 to 15% more money than the year before. <laughs> but I need like 20%. The, the, the incentive structure of this whole apparatus is ridiculous. The, the uh, you know, the entire, the, the way it's just built, the whole idea, like I was saying before, of having these people micromanaging all these aspects of the economy of, of monetary policy of our everyday lives it's fraught with problems like there's there's just no way any of this can work it's of course it's going to fail and we're watching it just like completely collapse right in front of our eyes and we're being told that it's not collapsing it's great it's like the perfect microcosm for the biden presidency like we're watching this old fucking senile man rambling on about nonsense. Like clearly he has no idea what day of the week it is. And yet the, the press is like just telling us that yep, there's nothing to see here. Everything's fine. Everything's great. This guy totally has all of his marbles. Man, did you see the speaking of rambling on, uh, did you see Pelosi and her like complete gobbledygook gibberish um, talk that she gave. And then the the best clip of the week by far has to be Kamala Harris introducing herself as I'm Vice President Kamala Harris. My pronouns are she, her. I am a woman and I'm wearing a blue suit. Yeah. And then they I... proceeded to go around the table and everybody else did the same thing. It's like... <sighs> I well, I saw Kamala Harris say it. I didn't see the rest of the table, uh, and I didn't see the Nancy Pelosi thing. I, 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 dude, I don't even know what to say about this anymore. Like, it's it's just so self evident and just on full display how ridiculous this is. And people, I mean, people look up to them. That like they're. There is a segment of the population that admire the the Nancy Pelosi's of the world. Granted, that population is probably shrinking, but also the Kamala Harris is like the yeah, like she represents us and minority women in, in 
positions of power. And meanwhile, they're communicating to us like, remember when they used to like make fun of Donald Trump for like using eighth grade language in his speeches? Or like maybe it was like sixth grade and uh, Obama used eighth grade. And this is like kindergarten level shit. Like I have a blue suit on. You call you refer to me as she, her. Like, yeah, no shit. Obviously. Why, like, why are we pointing out the obvious as well as the incredibly obvious to people? I mean, what if I really I, want to know is uh, where are all the people, all these experts and scientists and doctors who were diagnosing Trump with dementia and all of this other stuff whenever he was giving speeches and saying that he had a uh, learning disability and all this other stuff wrong with him? Where where are they whenever Trump or whenever Biden is giving all of his speeches? Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and the fact that people can't really see through all this, like how just how transparent they are with it. Yeah, Donald Trump would like slur a couple words, but he was at least like giving speeches and he was giving press conferences and stuff. Like Biden only talks for like 14 seconds a week. And the 14 seconds doesn't make any sense at all. And they let it slide. And Trump will be out there every day for like 15, 20 minutes. He'll slur a couple of words. Anybody that's ever talked for, you know, an extended period of time, if you've done a podcast or something like that, or you've given a speech, like you fuck up your words sometimes. It's, you know, you, your your brain uh, gets ahead of your mouth or something like that. Maybe you, you mispronounce a word, something goes wrong. That happens to the best of us. It certainly happens to like older people. And, and Biden will talk for, I mean, we've got some, we've got some stuff queued up, right? Should we just let him prove my point? <laughs> yeah, this is a uh, th- this is Biden did a round table right round table meeting with chief executive officers. No, the first year we were able to with the uh, we, with the rescue plan, we were able to send them a check for eight grand. I mean, a check. One and beyond that, by the way, there was more than that. But with your make, if you're making 120 grand and you get a check for eight grand, that's a lot of money. And so it helped save a lot of people in terms of getting thrown out of their homes and, 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 and rental housing and a whole range of things. But I started thinking about it just as a, you know, somebody who's raised a middle class kid one year. Even though you didn't have the job you have now, even though you didn't get a raise that year, the difference between having a job, having a 5% raise or whatever, three, five, seven, whatever it happens to be, in the face of inflation, price of the pump, although that's down every day so far. But, you know, it's like, whoa, I feel worse off. But then again, I didn't get a check for eight grand from the government, I just among other things. Does that make any sense to anybody, or is it just me? I was watching the, uh, I was watching the entire, or at least the first part of Biden's uh, roundtable meeting with the CEOs. Yeah, I think I'm. Well, I think I'm three minutes into it, and he's had three separate occasions where he's like fumbled and stumbled all over himself and had to kind of. Uh, recollect himself on what he was saying. <laughs> yeah, it really is just 
just let let this man rest. Bring in the fucking reserves. I the way he ended that one clip, I think is just perfect. That's the way he should end every speech that he gives. Did, did that make sense to anybody or is it just me? And chances are it's just you. It's just you, Sleepy Joe. I it's you know, we, we shouldn't even be laughing at this guy at this point because he's just a sad old man that has no business being in the White House. It's it's really cruel what they're fucking doing to him. I, let's I want to get your opinion on this. On the record. How many Joe Bidens are there? Because we had well, the one we had the one video where it very clearly looks like a version of Joe Biden that we've seen. And then within two hours, he was giving a different speech with his eyes like wired yeah. open. Oh, yeah, where was looked that like one? He was, I saw that looked on like Twitter. he got ripped straight out of uh, Clockwork Orange. And, Can you pull that one up? That one was and looked like. Creepy. I mean, and they look like different people. Like if you really zoom in and look at them, like the nose is shaped a little bit different. The the ears are always a little bit different. The hairline is, uh, especially like around the temple, is always a little bit different. Like yeah, that was the one where weird. he was talking about January sixth, right? And he's like, if you know, you can't be like anti January sixth if you're pro blah 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 blah. Yeah, that dude, that to me looked like some CGI stuff. Like his face looked all fucked up. I thought that was, yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's a different Joe Biden. I thought that was all just like computer generated, really bad, um, really bad CGI. I mean, that's entirely possible. We we have seen in the past. Uh, remember the time when he was going to get on the helicopter or whatever, and he. Um, like his hand like kept going in and out. Like you could tell that the either either he was standing against a green screen or the whole thing was like uh oh, yeah. a fake. Like his his hand kept disappearing as he was like shaking hands with reporters <laughs> and stuff. Uh it, it was really trippy. Oh my god, like, if they're doing green screen stuff, that would be so funny. I mean they do make like fake remember when they put like that fake office or something? <laughs> <laughs> next that's to the white house his, yeah that's what they the vaccine yeah his booster his vaccine is boosters they have a, they have a fake white house set where they can trot him out and hold hold press conferences and stuff so that it looks real official but without actually like having him go do stuff that's, i mean it's weird <sighs> yeah i guess maybe it's easier you don't have to get all this clearance to go into the white house or something <laughs> Something. This whole thing. It is so bizarre to watch them uh, like try to operate this way. I think it's hard. You know, it's hard enough as it is to sort of keep this game going, this facade that this is like a really dignified uh, entity and this office, like the highest office in the world, and this whole show that they're putting on for us. It's really hard to just keep this game going when you have a like a Barack Obama in there. When you throw in like a completely incompetent guy, like you don't know what he's going to say. That dude, this looks like they put another face onto him. Certainly the eyes. And his forehead got like three times larger. His ears look, what the hell's going on with his ears? But it's like impossible now for them to keep this, this fucking game going. 
<laughs> they're scrambling around every corner to make this look like a legitimate operation. And it's just like the emperor has no fucking clothes on. It's hilarious to me. This is everything that I thought the Biden presidency was going to be. Everything and more. So you want to hear what he has to say? Yeah. Uh, before that, I want to I want to make a quick point. It reminds me of the Truman Show, where Truman starts to figure out that everything is fucking fake. There's like lights falling off of the ceiling. The rain is only falling over him. He's starting like to hear them like talk about him over the radio, and like the the whole thing's just coming apart at the seams. Okay, go ahead and roll it. That that is modern American politics in a nutshell. Uh, here we go. Yeah. You can't be pro-insurrection and pro-cop. You can't be pro-insurrection and pro-democracy. You can't be pro-insurrection and pro-American. Donald Trump lacked the courage to act. The brave women and men in blue all across this nation should never forget that. You and there's more uh, There's more to it. This is just like the short, uh, the short clip of the, kind of yeah, the meat of what he was saying, but uh, it the the whole thing it, it was like um I think the whole thing was like two minutes or so, and he he doesn't blink like he doesn't blink at all through the whole thing. It's like um, yeah, even the people who create the animatronics that at Disney know that the the that the presidents have to blink every once in a while or it's not realistic. <laughs> yeah, they should spring for like a private sector CGI guy. <laughs> they got some government fucking Hollywood flunky that they couldn't figure out how to do this shit working like in the in the most important case where you're trying to convince people that this is actually the president of the united states and it's cartoonishly bad it's like they slapped up somebody else's eyeballs on there and like the rest of his face is kind of normal but these eyes are completely different and they're not moving they're not blinking i I don't know maybe you got like remember when he was in the debates and his eye like exploded and it was just bleeding everywhere (laughs) like Maybe, Maybe he got, he got in the hunter stash. You never know. Yeah, I I don't know what's going on, but I would love to just be a fly on the wall in the White House to just watch them try to corral this whole thing and get everything under control. It, it, it is unraveling faster than I even admit. Like we we all, like people were taking bets like, oh, like how long is he going to last? And they were like, oh, yeah, like three weeks, like six months, something like that. He's lasted two years. But man, this is it. Like the idea that he would actually even run again. Like people are seriously asking him this question. Are you going to run in 2024? <laughs> no. I put it no. at 25 months because that's... uh if she right served more that. than two full years, then Kamala would not be able to have two full presidential terms. So I had put it at twenty. I'd put it at twenty-five months. They have to. They have to get him just over the two-year hump before they put whoever the next person is in. That way, the next person can serve out the entire rest of his term and still be eligible for two full terms as president afterwards. Gotcha. That that's uh that's not a bad thought, and I'm sure they considered that. Who the fuck are they going to run? I mean, like, I mean, everything looks so much better compared to Joe Biden. Like I heard I was listening to like uh, Pete Buttigieg talk the other day and nothing he was saying was actually intelligent or made any sense. 
but it sounded like he was intelligent and that it made sense. You know, he had that, we're back to like that typical politician-y cadence and he's like pronouncing all the words correctly and there's no like ums or ahs or anything like it was very polished. It was, <laughs> it was so refreshing to just hear something like that where you're like, holy shit, this guy really, this guy's really got it now. <laughs> Like they've set the bar so fucking low that I think Pete Buttigieg is like a fucking genius now. When that's the bar for a good political speech is that they don't stumble all over themselves. They don't have a bunch of ums and uhs. They they actually stay on topic, even if the topic is, is completely moronic and ridiculous. And they and they don't like trail off and mumble and say, "Oh, you know the thing." Then or or start yeah. talking about what color pantsuit they're wearing like if this is the yeah. bar that we've set we are fucked yeah i mean they've done a good job of conditioning me for this because i was like oh this is kind of impressive like he sounded like a human like a politician human being like we're, we're back to this now where they just give these like meaningless fucking platitudes they say they talk for two minutes they say absolutely nothing of substance but it sounded wonderful it sounded really intelligent and polished and yeah, like he knew what he was talking about. But when you actually break it down, he has no idea what he's talking about. And it's completely retarded. It's just not like in your face, like blatantly retarded. You have to be able to pick through the, you know, politician, Washington, D.C. doublespeak in order to to realize just how dumb everything he's actually saying is. I mean, yeah, this administration has set the bar very, very, very low. I mean, we had that that Deese guy talking about, um, at least we're not all starving to death. We're, we're going to hang yeah, our there hats are people, on that one. There are, That's people where the in the world who are, there are people in the world who are actually living through famine. Like, yeah, prices are way up and inflation is through the roof and we're experiencing food shortages and all of this stuff. But you're not in a famine. Like, thanks, dude. That's like. Really encouraging. Baby, yeah. What happened to the baby formula? Did we ever figure out the baby formula things? Like you can't feed your kids, can't put food on the table, you got a 30% pay cut, and you can't afford to put gas in your car. But at least you're not dead. <laughs> at least you haven't starved, you're not starving to death. And uh yeah, there it was a pretty quick trip from build back better, uh return to normalcy to hey, at, at least, least it's not a at least you're not starving. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> god. We have come a long it's, way as a country. Yeah, and it's just delicious to watch the whole thing fucking fall apart, man. I, on like a, a Friday afternoon, the sun is shining. You got a cold drink. I don't know if there's anything else we can do at this point other than just sit back and enjoy the show. You have to be able to laugh at this. I realize that there's a lot of pain coming to a lot of real people. However... You, you brought it on yourselves. Like we, we brought this on ourselves. You get the government you deserve. We all fucking voted our way into this with your retarded ideas, uh, Republican or Democrat. You guys are all a bunch of fucking idiots. And if you think that the same thing wouldn't be happening with Donald Trump, you're an idiot. You're an app. Like the same thing would be happening with Donald Trump, except the media just wouldn't be covering for him. <laughs> Like th this whole thing is ridiculous. And if you think that changing, you know, getting a, a new person in there to change the direction by like three degrees or 
change the rate by 6% or, you know, be tough on China, whatever that means, or none of this means anything. They can't do it. They cannot do what they say they can do. They can't reduce inflation by writing words on a piece of paper. All of these bills are, are brought to you by the biggest lobbyist in Washington, D.C., that they're on retainer for hundreds of thousands of dollars every month. The, the system doesn't work. It's, it's destined to fail. Democracy is destined to fail. Somehow, like a bunch of guys knew this about 200 fucking years ago, and then we all forgot it over, you know, since 1776. And it, it it's again, why you study history is so you don't keep making the same mistakes over and over and over again and doing the same thing over and again and expecting a different result. I mean, how could they know in 17 fucking 76 that democracy was destined for failure and we should avoid it at all costs? And you fast forward a couple hundred years, we've advanced uh, in astronomical ways. Like we're doing this podcast right now. We're a million miles apart. Somehow it's like going up onto the internet. Like we have all this technology and yet we're all like colossally retarded. How does this happen? Other than letting like, government take control of everything and educate us. All this narrative about we need to protect and, and save democracy, defend and save democracy. The founding fathers adamantly did not want you to defend or save democracy. They, they went they out of their way. Like their main goal was like, we're not going to have a democracy. We've studied democracies of the past. They all fail eventually. So we're going to try to uh, we're going to try our best to put in all of these safeguards to avoid democracy at all costs. And what do we we take that and all of these people that uh, allegedly read those documents and those words and they swore an oath to uphold and defend it their takeaway from that is we must uphold and defend democracy like jesus fucking christ dude they're rolling over in their grave it really is unbelievable. everything about like the the complete ignorance of history is uh kind of damning of our uh, educational system if nothing else what how could that be your takeaway from this whole thing? <laughs> Just like, like their, their literal goal was to like limit government and not have democracy. And your takeaway from that is we should have the biggest fucking government the world has ever seen. And we need to protect democracy at all costs. Like you, you failed this lesson. You got it completely wrong. 180 degrees the wrong way. I don't know. I, I, Obviously, reading comprehension isn't high on the list of priorities for for the U.S. educational system. Oh God, yeah, I know, and I don't know what to do. Like with with kids, like going through government schools now is a, a, another great solution to this whole uh, mass shooting problem. Just fucking homeschool your kids, get them out of those fucking indoctrination centers that are literal prisons. You're not. <laughs> not even you know the one thing is that they hang their hat on is like well i can my kid will be like socialized they'll have like social skills no they're not even doing that anymore they, they've got all these like retarded covid things going on so they're not being socialized properly they're being propagandized and they're 
they, they have no standards. They're not learning how to read. They're not learning how to write. They're not learning arithmetic. And we're, we're, I don't think you can do another generation of this and have any, any uh, semblance of a country. I, I really don't. I, I think the every, I know every generation is like, Oh, the, the generation behind me is like fucking everything up. It's like, dude, this is it. You can't have another generation after whatever, what are we at? X or Z, whatever generation we're at. Like that's the last one before like this whole fucking thing just collapses under the weight of retardation. Idiocracy in the making. Yeah. Yeah. And it is like how, how like uh prescient the, like those things are 1984 idiocracy. It really is incredible. And in the, they didn't even go far enough. The Simpsons doesn't go far enough. And it's a cartoon. That's how ridiculous we are. It was like that, uh, that video that we were talking about on Twitter. It's like, can you have a caricature of a cartoonishly, like an already cartoonishly uh, ridiculous perspective? And that's the U.S. We are a caricature of a cartoon of a cart. It's like it, uh, Inception. <laughs> so yeah, sit back, relax. Like, like, there's nothing you can really do. You can try to uh, insulate yourself as best you can, protect your assets, um, protect the the ones closest to you. Maybe you know. Hopefully, you have a lifeboat to get to get off of this ship. But sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. At at, at the very least, get a laugh out of it as you go down with the ship. I have laughed so hard this week just watching clips and reading headlines it, this is really the best timeline uh, if you if you approach it in the right way with the right mindset yeah yeah there's great comedy and tragedy and the US is i mean an unbelievable tragic case because we had we had everything we had the world by the fucking balls and we pissed it all it's like winning the it's almost like you know the people that win the lottery and then they lose everything within like a couple of years. That's basically the the story of the U.S. Like we went from boom to bust on like a fucking national level in record time. Uh, we're yeah, a very or, young country, if you you know historically, <laughs> we're very young. <laughs> I was say like, historically for an empire, we are we are not doing so well. No. Yeah, like the Byzantine Empire had us by what, like a thousand years or something? <laughs> like, how long was the Byzantine Empire around? It was fucking crazy. And I why? Mean, the they peak, had hard money. Yeah. The peak of the Roman Empire lasted for about 300 years, but it, the empire itself was over 500, maybe, uh, depending on where you want to categorize the start and stop, maybe even up to 700. But like, yeah, we're, we're having a, uh, we're going to have a pretty short run. I mean, I guess we we beat communism, right? <laughs> we did. We did. Or at least in Russia. <laughs> and again, ironically, our takeaway from beating communism is that we should become communists. It's like, dude, learn the fucking lessons that are right in front of your face. It, I, I don't know what else to say. It's like we, yeah, we beat communism, and now our our main goal is to become as communist as possible. Bravo, 
Bravo. Keep high, keep fucking voting for these people, ladies and gentlemen. Idiots. Fucking idiots. All of you. So I had to leave that country. This is Mexico now. <laughs> Where you get oh, it takes you a week to get internet. Tuesday we've got to talk about um the the Mexicans who are being sent to DC and and New York and then the Californians who are fleeing oh. to Mexico. <laughs> I keep seeing I keep seeing that LA Times article and it is just God, it is so ironic and hilarious. A little teaser um, for next week's Yeah, episode. we'll tease that a little bit. So here's what's happening. Uh, California has become such a goddamn shithole that everybody is leaving. But instead of going to like places like Texas now, that because they've already driven up the price of real estate in Texas and inflation in the U.S. is running amok, they're now going to Mexico City and places around the border, around Tijuana, things like that. So all these Californians have been flooding into Mexico City, driving the price of real estate, ruining the culture, and the Mexicans don't want them there. And this is what I was counting on. That's why I flew into Mexico City. I was like, they're going to think I'm some fucking Californian. They're going to give me a one-month visa so I could overstay that and get my temporary residency. But that didn't work. The lady must have really liked the cut of my jib. She gave me six She can tell you... uh... She can tell you're not a regular, you're not an average gringo. Yeah, I shouldn't have spoken any Spanish to her. I should have just been like, no hablo. <laughs> you should have gone in there like oh, me yeah. and just like really played up a country accent and been like, yeah, I'm yeah. here to drink and party. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, yeah, we got to get this go, motherfucker yeah. out of here now. I'm going to Cancun tomorrow. Oh, yeah. All inclusive Cancun. That's America. Not bad. <laughs> <laughs> Home, yeah, yeah, I can do, I can do some redneck, uh, redneck stuff. <laughs> Fire that fucking pig skin. Oh man, I haven't seen Varsity Blues in a while either. Great movie. Oh, I think I'm, I think I'm gonna go finish laying this floor and uh, put Varsity Good Blues idea. on on my phone and watch that while I work. <laughs> I <laughs> raised you to be a winner. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we got to get the hell out of here, man. This is really uh this is devolving into chaos almost as fast as the uh US presidency. So, thank you all so very much for listening on this lovely Friday afternoon. Have a nice weekend everybody. Follow uh me on Twitter at Pedal Fiction. Follow Justin. What's your handle? At jcamp1521. Oh, it's in the bottom corner there. Yeah. Become a supporting listener of the show. I will link to that in the description. And if you guys can do all that for us, we will be back on Tuesday with a brand new episode for you. Until then, you know the drill. Just keep on peddling that so-called fiction.